On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about a disappointing game in Tampa. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our new website, PackersPodcast.com. Jones, look at that balance! Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers Pod. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey. Woo! Welcome back, <laughs> boys. I fell asleep at the end of the first. How'd it finish? Good. Good. <laughs> I was going to say, Ryan, you sound pretty pretty uh, happy at the beginning here. <laughs> yeah, just trying to bring the energy. We're going to start strong, and then we're going to die off fast. So, uh <laughs> It is amazing. I, I looked up our last six bye weeks or games coming out of a bye week. What do you think our record is in those games? Last six times coming out of a bye week. I felt like <laughs> McCarthy was good out of a bye. Have I'll we go, won one? I'll go three and three. One and five. <laughs> and the games, other than a few, uh, uh, one close one. They've been butt whoopings, 38-10. Last year it was San Francisco, 37-8. Overall, uh, we've been outscored by something like 89 points coming out of the bye week in the oh, last wow. six years. Just so, atrocious. So we want the three seed. We want to we <laughs> roll right through the playoffs. We don't need that bye. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because right now, even though we had this spectacular four-week run, we're now the fifth seed, and that includes being behind the Bears and the NFC East carcass. Uh, it's just golly. But let's jump into it. 38 to 10. Uh, if you watched the first quarter, you were amazed. You thought all your dreams and aspirations were coming true, that this was the first of two games we'd be playing in Tampa this year. And then the wheels fell off specifically on the offensive side with three plays, two interceptions that were, were two yards away from being uh, back-to-back pick, six, pick sixes. So this offense that was averaging 38 points per game coming into the game, falling four touchdowns short, are we panicking yet or not? No. I was texting with a friend. Get this, guys. I was texting with a friend today who didn't see the first quarter and tuned in during the second quarter. And so the the fall off the band when bandwagon mentality was a little bit stronger from someone that didn't see the first quarter where we looked sharp. We had, at one point it was 20 plays to three, I believe it was. The time of possession was through the roof. Uh, it was 10 nothing. We had held Tom Brady to a three and out. And then, you know, if you want to dissect the, the first pick six, I saw the Twitter world was saying it looked like he didn't put everything on it. It was still pretty much a straight line of a of a throw. Uh, he didn't make you know he didn't step into it like he was throwing a fastball. Sure, but when does he? Uh, and maybe it was into the wind. But I think at a certain point you got to give credit to this Buccaneers defense. And Josh, I'm gonna let you have a moment of glory here. <laughs> the the second pick was not Carlton Davis, but it but was he caused it. 
it was caused by him. <laughs> Call, you called that one for sure. Yeah, that that secondary actually played a lot better than I think we all thought. Uh, and they they they, they, they pressed. They, Yep, they pressed, and they, they let us have the underneath stuff, but we weren't taking it. We kept on trying to push it downfield. We kept on trying to force the run. Um, even though it worked in the first two drives with Jamal Williams, you know, three out of his or three three carries for 34 yards, 125-yarder, and then he got the ball one time running the yeah. ball after did, that. Did you say we kept trying to force the run? I mean, I no, wish no. we had gone back to it. No, we, we should have gone back to it. Sorry, okay. I meant to say that we, I, we should have been trying to force the run. Um, but yeah, Devin white, what a force he was in this game. Um, especially for the turnaround with the secondary and Devin white filling the runs, um, and the, the short passing routes. I mean, he played a great, great game too, man. We could not get a body on the middle linebackers. Yeah. We, we highlighted it in the preview that these two guys are going to fly around the field, but we thought that with V to V out V to via, however you say his name out for the game, that we'd be able to double team stack up to a middle linebacker and at least clear one of them out. And every play was made by these guys. And then in the passing game, I don't think the line had a terrible game and it, we'll dissect this a little further, but as soon as those two interceptions happened, the whole mentality of the Packers completely flipped. And I, I heard some good analogies that it looked like last year's Packers and I, I could not agree more. And I want to see the stat on pre-snap motions Mm -hmm. because in the first quarter, it felt like the Packers of 2020 fun to watch a lot of creativity. And then it just felt stale. Look, Rogers was looking at a static defense, wasn't sending anyone in motion and the Buccaneers were sending five or six and somehow still playing nice, tight press coverage. So nobody was open. And I heard a lot of complaints about, you know, Rogers isn't an MVP. Rogers fell off. The headline article is about this is why you drafted Jordan Love. Get out of here with that. There was nobody open. If you mm-hmm. go back and watch, it, it's not like he had an escape route on all these plays and he was holding on to it like he did in the last few years. He got sacked because there was nobody open. This was a good defense. Yeah, and I think that's why you saw him. I mean, that that interception, Devontae, he was, he was staring him down, that first interception. Um, but I think that's why you saw him force it to Devonte Adams more in this game because he was the only one really getting some space consistently, and even he wasn't getting that much space. Um, but I I just don't understand why we didn't have two running backs in the game more often. Why we didn't have more tight ends on the game. You needed to get these linebackers out of the game plan instead of just letting them have a free roam on Rodgers. I mean they were blitzing left and right, and we didn't try to take them out of the game plan at all. Um, so I, I, I just thought it was very lazy game plan in all, in all besides the first quarter and, and even the first quarter, I, it, we could have been better. Um, I think we had six penalties for the whole entire game. Tampa Bay had zero, um, obviously the two turnovers to their zero turnovers, but honestly, Tampa Bay's defense, they played good. They didn't play great. We just didn't show up. We didn't, we weren't prepared for what they brought to the table. Um, we weren't even prepared for them blitzing off the edge. Um, a couple of the times they just had a free route right to Rogers. So I, I mean, just, just an overall bad showing, I think. I, yeah. I, and if you look at the Tampa defensive numbers, uh, it's astounding five sacks, eight tackles for losses, 13 QB hits oof. and six pass deflections. And I, I, I think we definitely, and I for sure underestimated this Buccaneers team. And if you look back, if you take away that that Chargers game, which ended up just kind of being a shootout, they're only giving up 17 points a game. Mm-hmm. And 
and yeah, the teams that they're playing may not be healthy or necessarily offensive juggernauts, but in the NFL to keep teams under 18 points per game is, is fantastic. And so they, there was not a single person on this team that didn't look hungry. And Mm -hmm. there was moments we talked about it last year where the Packers would fall into these just lazy is probably not the right word. Unmotivated is probably not the right word. It's kind of a mix of the two, but you can hate Sue, like you can hate him, but when he gets mm, up in Rodgers' face, it immediately set the tone for the rest of the game of you're not going to do anything. Like don't even attempt it. And and we just we don't have that swagger on our defensive side, which we'll talk about soon. Um, but that's what was missing. Yeah. Is you look at those first four games, and the offense was high fiving and fist pumping and laughing and joking and doing what they needed to do. And all of a sudden they got punched in the face after that second interception and never looked the same. And and Rodgers, it's tough to say, hey, be more composed when every single play he's running for his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sucks because between Mercedes Lewis or the MVSD pass, if Rodgers was comfortable back there, there's no doubt in my mind that that he's a little bit more accurate and this game is different, but it, it's just, yep. it's one of those games when we, we talked about it, that we we're going to lose a bad game and it happened to be right after <laughs> the, the very game. next one <laughs> yeah. made, us, and made us look really stupid. You're, you're so right. They got in Rogers head. I mean, it, it, they got, they got in his head with the secondary at first and then Sue just backed it up. I mean, and Sue really wasn't a factor in this game. I mean, he got in his face uh, t- twice. Um, but you're right. They just brought the heat at every level. I mean, it, and we 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 did not. So, hey, I think we figured out uh, Equinemius is not the answer. He looked scared. Receiver. He looked a little scared out there. Oh, like thinking too much coming back. I don't know that. And MVS cannot adjust to a ball in flight. Man, you got to hit him in stride. You know, running full speed. Those back shoulder passes to him just don't appear yeah. to be the the kind of play call that you'd like to see. So the way the way I summed up the game, and we can dissect it ten different ways, but the way I summed it up is uh, you know maybe the title of our pod, and I'll just say we went from Hingle McCringleberry to full on Dingleberry. <laughs> did, you, did you stay up late thinking of that one? Oh, I workshopped that one for the last 24 hours. <laughs> it is it is interesting. I, I don't think it's time to panic. we got a long way to go, nah, uh, yeah. and I, I, I think we'll get back into it. But it, if you look at the last two Super Bowl champions, uh, Kansas City Chiefs had a streak in which they've lost four out of six games. And people will go, well, Mahomes was injured. No, they actually went – had two wins – Without Mahomes, it was with Mahomes during that stretch that they actually had three losses. And if you look the year prior, you had New England Patriots who ended up being Super Bowl champions that only put up 10 points three times, had back-to-back losses twice in the season. Every single team deals with this kind of stuff. It's such a rarity that you have a clean slate or you lose games that are super close. It's just Rodgers, that was the worst game he's played in the last three years. Uh, our offensive hmm. line was probably the worst game that they played in three or four years. It just, it was just one of those things that it, it didn't work out. Um, but let's switch our attention to this defense, which was put in a bad, bad position over and over again. Obviously 14 points against weren't really their fault. 
uh, a really, really bad Josh Jackson pass interference takes another seven points off the boards. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're looking at a Tampa Bay team that really put up 17 points on this defense. Uh, Tom Brady, I, I am already angry at the amount of articles saying Brady beats Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Brady and Rodgers had the same amount of yardage. It just so happens that one through two touchdowns and one through two interceptions. But it's just let's talk about this defense that there was definitely some some cracks in the armor, as there always is. But how did we feel how they played? Honestly, I I think they played pretty, pretty damn well. Um, like you said, 14 of the 38 and then Josh Jackson, you know, and I was going to say I even had it in my notes. Josh Jackson has actually played a good game. And then he went bonehead pass interference play where he should have just easily turned around and picked the thing off. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so 21 points out of 38 that were pretty much handed to Tampa Bay. So, I mean, like Dan was saying earlier, I mean, the first three drives of Tampa Bay were all very quick, if not all three and out, maybe two of the three were three. I can't remember. Um, but we were controlling the game. I mean, and, and it wasn't a very dominant fashion, um, but they weren't running all over us. I think they only averaged what four, yeah, four and a half, half yards per carry. I think that's our best on the year so far. Um, and Tom Brady was just getting little things here and there. And if it wasn't for Rob Gronkowski just having hands of glue, um, mm-hmm. I think some of those are drops too because Raven Green was there one time and uh, somebody else in the end zone was there also with their hands right um, where the ball was being caught. So. You know, we we just didn't win matchups like we thought we would. But honestly, I'm very proud of this defense. This is probably the best that they've played um, as a team. Yeah, I I had a note that I don't blame the defense. Uh, we we've covered the the points that were spotted, but if you hold Tom Brady to 160 yards, uh, they had to run the ball 35 times, or they got to run the ball 35 times, depending on which way you want to look at it. A four and a half yard average. I would give them credit for committing to the run game. Obviously, the game script let them do it. Uh, but without Kevin King, Godwin gets five for 48, and Mike Evans just has one catch for 10 yards. Neither one gets in the end zone. Uh, you know, I, I do think we're seeing Gronk maybe uh, get into shape and, and round into a form that he can be, you know, not the Gronk of old, but, you know, maybe he can be a nice little weapon for them. Uh, everything was clicking for the Buccaneers and for our defense to hold up the way it did. You know, I want to highlight some individual performances that jumped off the board. I think Jair again, and I didn't call him Josh on the last episode, guys. I called him <laughs> Primetime Josh shows up, which sounded like Primetime Josh shows up. But anyways, uh, he's just consistently a top five corner in the league. It's so much fun to have him on our defense. But Chris Barnes, again, just mm-hmm. making hits. Man, it's fun to watch that guy hit. And then how about Montrevious Adams? I thought he showed a little something with Kenny Clark not getting that many reps. He finished with 41 reps, so about 60%. And they said that was more than they expected because he was going to rotate every other series with Tyler Lancaster, and then Lancaster got hurt. So Montrevious gets a few more reps than he would expect uh, and plays well. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Kiki showed up, too. Kiki was the highest graded defender, I guess, from PMF, PFF uh, on the Packers defense. So some young guys are starting to show some consistency that if you walk into this game and you say you gave up 24 points to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, I had my score prediction as 27-24. I, I would have thought we won. 
So if that's the way the defense plays against good offenses, I'm happy with that. Ronald Jones had potential to do some real damage against us. And 100 yards and two touchdowns looks nice, and it's a good fantasy score. But I don't feel like he destroyed us. Yeah, and, you know, the only thing – I just – you bring up Jair. Jair, I feel like, is the only star that is performing up to his level on our defense. That's the only issue I really have with our defense. We don't really have anybody – becoming stars we have really good players we have people stepping up to fill in holes that are needed um but where are the playmakers where are the big plays where where was getting any pressure on tom brady i mean like none no turnovers Um, the last two games now and 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 we're not even getting in position to possibly make a turnover i think we had one one or two that we should have had intercepted amos and uh jackson if he ever turned around um <laughs> you give yeah. josh jackson all the credit in the world he's not a good football player <laughs> he played he played a pretty good game other than just not turning around right there I, don't know, I feel like he got attacked which is why he got a lot of tackles yeah true true no and i i i don't mean to beat preston up but i'm just so bummed <laughs> by how go preston's off. been yeah i wasn't gonna say it but go off we're with it's, you like i I mean, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. The Z, what did you call it? Z and P and P and But I I don't expect them every single game to be this Pro Bowl sack craziness. But they are getting paid too much money, and they are too talented players to combined have two tackles. Like that's not that's not good enough uh, to have a one QB hit and, and two tackles is not what you need out of these guys. And I, I don't fully understand it because coming into this year, I thought Gary would make a jump and he, he has the first four weeks. Not necessarily this, but he wasn't quite 100 percent healthy. Clark being back, uh, whether it's Lowry, Lancaster, somebody in the middle doing their job. I really, really thought that those five guys would make some kind of difference, and Preston is just a no for every freaking week. And it hurts me to say because, I mean, Chris Barnes is shot out of a damn cannon at on every single run. He is getting there. And, yeah, he's maybe not making uh, 100% of the plays, but at least he's there. And that's something that we always talked about we wanted out of Blake Martinez is just like, Blake, congratulations on the tackles, but we just need you to fight through it. Chris Barn does that. Kiki was one of the quietest days, even though his stats showed up. I, I just, it's just, I don't understand it. I don't understand how we're putting in this position that the amount of times I hear Preston Smith's name come up of, all right, if we got to sign Bakhtiari, if we got to sign King, if we got to sign Jones, Do we let Preston go? It's just like I always thought it was crazy, but now we're five games in, and there's nothing. There's nothing to show, and it's so disappointing because I I felt like we played it safe. I I didn't like our offensive play calling. I didn't like our defensive play calling. It always felt like we were playing back a little bit. Like For some reason, the King injury was big, but so big that we had to just kind of hold off on putting too much pressure on, but – the amount of stress that puts on, and I'm surprised that Brady didn't have more uh, passing yards specifically, um, I, I, I felt like Godwin and Evans could have gone off because he had all day to throw, and it's just so disappointing. 
To to back up your point, I'll cite another PFF stat. Uh, through five games last season, Preston Smith, 24 pressures and five sacks. Five games this season, seven pressures and one sack. And uh, Matt, Matt Schneidman had just tweeted this out because uh, us, like everybody else, it appears, thought he was playing more in coverage and that that was a new thing for 2020. He's played 51 coverage snaps in the first five games uh, of this year. And last year, the first five games, he had played 51 coverage snaps. So I'm starting to get this feeling. I totally agree with you from the outside linebackers perspective. And if Gary could get healthy, I hope his reps go up. He he only had 17 snaps, you know, 26% of the snaps. I'd, I'd love to see that go up if the production is not going to come out of either side here. So Darius seems to be picking his spots. They have five sacks and, and we're complaining that you're not making a splash. I get that that sounds a little greedy on our end. But does this not have the feeling of uh, the season winds down, you know, hopefully after a Super Bowl championship, but the season winds down and the agent releases that little message through the media like uh, Preston was playing with a very specific uh, abdominal strain the entire season and he just fought through it. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Zadarius looked like he was limping around most of the game. He's got an ankle taped up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're playing hurt. But then why are you playing so much if you're playing hurt? Like get somebody out there that has a little bit more umph in their yeah, stuff. And he did get hurt mid game and came back. But, you know, I, I think one of the biggest takeaways was we said when we repredicted records and I sound dumb now, I went from the most conservative on the podcast to the most <laughs> aggressive. And immediately they come out and just take a big turd in my face. But to, to lay that turd out in Tampa, like we just did, but hopefully still, I guess we're waiting news on Bakhtiari's ribs. It appears to be. Uh, but to hopefully get away without a major injury, I mean, take some lessons from this, but I feel it, like just wash this away. You know, like you don't go from the top offense to your terrible offense in, in one game. I think you got out schemed and outplayed. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's plenty you can learn from this and come back and, and still have a great season. So for this to happen here without season changing injuries, I'm OK with it. Like I, I'm 24 hours later, I'm kind of over it already. Long yeah. season. That turf looked like crap. Yeah, I, I don't know how you can be in good old sunny Florida and have turf that just looks like poop. And it was scary to me because there's just a this, these times that whether it's uh, uh, Rogers running and even it just felt like it was just a bad field. And my uh, my wife asked me it honor to to Borat coming out on Amazon. My wife. <laughs> She asked me, uh, is that field made with clay? Because the way the <laughs> when they popped up, their jerseys were just so covered, and it wasn't like a, a dark dirt cover. It was light. It, it was just looked weird. Yeah. Oh, I did want to bring up Shannon Sullivan. Sullivan had a hell of a game also. Uh, he, he played a lot more man coverage on the outside too, which was random, but he actually played pretty good. I wanted yeah. to throw his name in there. I really like your point, Josh, and I think you're you're honing in on uh, maybe what the defensive issue is. We, we got a lot of B's and C's, and I don't think we have enough A's. Yeah, we don't have guys I, out there forcing the turnovers. We got we got a lot of guys that were like, ooh, they could be good later in their career. I do what? believe we're last in the league now in turnovers. Yeah, and, and if we're going to be playing your defense, Dan, giving up yards, we need turnovers. Yeah. Oh, you mean? <laughs> You mean they can't be 10 yards back on third and two? <laughs> we were all mad at Pettin I, on that play, but I don't put this one on Petten either. I think the defense did fine. Mm, 
I'm I was never a guy that would uh, I take that back because I definitely said some really mean things about Penn. But <laughs> I do I I think like what is what is our identity on yeah. defense? Like yep. what is it? I know on offense we saw it. We need to be in motion. We need to be able to show a whole lot of different looks at once. This defense though we're not a a, a pass rushing defense. Maybe you can say that we're just we're we're kind of these vultures in the the secondary, but even then we're not getting the interceptions. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have an identity on defense. We we literally go out there and say, can we get an average performance and let our offense take care of business? Like yeah. that's the problem is we don't have an identity on defense, and that comes back to the defensive coordinator, like Pettin. All right, you you got talented players at various positions. What are we doing? Like, what is it that this team is built for and what you want to put into place? It's not it's not like his first year and he's dealing with other people's guys and he's kind of, you know, wandering through the season trying to figure what is this? What is your team? What is the Mike Penn defensive scheme? And right now it's it's these weird calls and weird times to pressure. That's the problem is we just don't have an identity on D. Hold on. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. You're right. It, last year it was a pass rushing defense, and, and the secondary was able to take advantage of that. If we don't have the pass rush, then our whole identity is like we got Jair. I mean, he, he's pretty good, right? Like that's the whole defensive identity. But I, I don't think to go off on him because it's our first loss of the season is appropriate because, again, we're saying the offense probably spotted the Buccaneers 21 points, at least 14 and that's only given up 24 then in, in this alternate world against Tom Brady and this talented offense. I, I'm not concerned about the defense yet. Yeah, they need to force more turnovers. Yeah, I'd love a better pass rush, but I don't think this game you can hang up on the pet and dartboard and be like, he's got to go. No, and and I love the more play for the young guys because they're actually out there with some energy. They actually look Kiki Barnes. I mean, even Jackson looked like he had an extra. He didn't play great to you guys standards, but he looked like he had an extra jump in his step. Um, Ty Summers runs around there with his head cut off. Um, So I'm okay with the young guys. They're not playing the best, but they're out there at least being there. They're at least showing up, getting in the plays. Um, So I have no problem with it. Now I'm just picturing Ty Summers running around with his head cut off. <laughs> like there's our identity. No other team in the NFL has that. <laughs> we'll yeah, I don't. Right. I'm not to the not to the firing stage, and I think I, it would be overacting to say so. I just think five weeks in, it just feels yeah. like yeah. we're trying to still figure out what we are, we'll which is happens. a little bit of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, but but look at the young guys that he has brought up and that are performing. So that you also have to give him credit for. And we got a bit of an advantageous schedule to get right. Yeah, and. I, I just – yeah, I think we have the perfect opportunity to turn things around. I know the Bears now start like a Titans-Saints uh, matchup that we're hopefully going to be able to rebound with Vikings and Texans, although I don't toy, quite trust the Texans as being a bad team quite yet. But we'll see how it goes, and I, I have full faith that we're going to turn it around. Uh, it was just yeah, buddy. a damn it's a bad game. It was a bad mm-hmm. game. Wash it away. Yep. But with that, that will do it for this episode. We'll come back at the end of this week to talk about the Houston Texans. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm. Go Pack Go. Go!